You know, women only call me ugly until they find out how much money I make. And then they call me ugly and broke. Hi, uh, it is Halloween uh, today. Uh, sitting here telling you a story I'm going to read from you, read uh, again from my book Across the Table, and I did not have to look at the title this time. Um, I'm going to read you a story that is very, very special to me. Um, one of the begin one of the beginnings and the highlights of my career and something that I think about a lot, uh, at least once a week, this, um, this story comes to my mind and I, I relive it. I remember it as if it were only, uh, six months ago or two weeks. And they both seem about the same amount of time here in the pandemic. Anyway, welcome to my little Hannibal world and the next chapter in Across the Table, available at Amazon, see below. I really ought to like get a bunch of these myself and offer autographed copies. Is that the height of narcissism or the beginnings of it? This is the story of Mr. Nichols. Uh, anyone who has known me for any amount of time may have heard this story already because I do repeat it a lot. In fact, it used to be a highlight of my show. But here in the book, here we go. Happy Halloween. Mr. Nichols. Speed Street Charlotte is a unique street festival. Themed around NASCAR, the festival takes place on the weekend of the Coca-Cola 600, usually in May. Several full city blocks are closed for the weekend, and tens of thousands of people crowd the streets of uptown Charlotte to celebrate. The event has hosted many national music acts as headliners. Uh, my son... My uh, my son saw his very first concert at Speed Street. It was uh, Cheap Trick, followed by Morris Day and the Time. I'm moving on. For the past few years, I have been hired to perform street-style magic during the festival in order to add some flavor and some fun. That's where I met Mr. Nichols. That isn't his real name. He introduced himself to me as Scott, but I've come to think of him as Mr. Nichols. Mr. Nichols is a displaced citizen, an urban outdoorsman, an economic refugee. He is what my grandfather used to call a hobo, and my father would call a vagrant. And I used to simply refer to these people as homeless. I don't know the current correct PC term. Mr. Nichols is a man in an unfortunate, tough situation. I will discuss flowering up a problem with pretty language another time. He is, above all other things, a human being. I was working my table, gathering some crowds and doing my magic thing when Mr. Nichols stumbled over to see what the fuss was all about. He seemed a bit put out with the crowd, but also enjoyed what I was offering. If you've seen me work, you know that there's a bit of storytelling before the magic efforts begin. Mr. Nichols was a very attentive was very attentive, laughing in the right places and getting into the spirit of things. A tourist passed by and dropped a dollar on my table, and I swept it into my hat. Mr. Nichols followed it with his eyes. I remember thinking, when this bit is over, um, I'm going to buy this man some lunch. He's enjoying my show, and he looks like he could use a friend for a little while. The first show wrapped up, and I began to reset everything. Mr. Nichols took this opportunity to move in closer and watch from a different angle. Now, this happens. People want to see if they can catch me at something, so they change their perspective or slow down the video. It's not a big deal. 
I don't mind. Watch as closely as you'd like. Just enjoy the show. Um, however, with Mr. Nichols, it was different. Over the course of the next half hour or so, between each set, he would get a little closer and move to a fresher angle. He looked visibly perplexed, and I was, talking, I was taking no small amount of delight in this. Finally, Mr. Nichols was right next to the table. What you doing? he asked. Um, magic show? Cool, said Mr. Nichols. How much does it cost to watch? I said, there's no cost. People tip if they enjoy the magic, but there's no charge just to watch something. Show me something, he said. So I did. I started with a story about, uh, my, about the fun I was having working the street, and then the effects started. When the first magic moment hit, Mr. Nichols was visibly stunned. I let the moment sink in and watched to see his reaction. What happened was unexpected and a little bit humorous. He dug down in his pockets and pulled out a nickel. He placed it carefully on the table where the dollar had landed earlier and whispered so that only I could hear, Do some more, please. So I did. After the next magic moment in the routine, Mr. Nichols again dug down into his pocket and set another nickel next to the first. And I thought, well, you're being generous. And then another, and then another. Every time something magical happened, or he laughed at a joke, this gentleman dropped another nickel on my table. No quarters, no dimes, no pennies, no folding cash. He only had nickels in its pocket, in his pockets, as it seems. Every time, he, every time he plopped another coin down, Mr. Nichols grunted under his breath. Damn. Whoa. Gosh. <laughs> You're funny. I began to perform tricks and crack jokes just for him. The crowd around us got bigger because this was a different kind of show. It was a great moment of theater. The crowd was laughing at us and with us. I was in physical pain from trying to hold my own laughter in. Mr. Nichols was laughing right along with the whole situation and happiness danced across his eyes and in his face. These nickels piling up onto the table added to a very surreal scene. Inevitably, the time came when he reached into his pocket and came out empty. Oh, I can't watch anymore. I'm out of money. I assured him he could stay. He didn't need to pay he didn't have to pay me to watch the show. But the truth be told, I was swiftly running out of material. It wouldn't be long before I became up empty also. Nope, he said, I'm out. That was really fun. I haven't laughed that hard in many years. Thank you. Thank you very much. He shook my hand, and we were startled by the sudden applause of the crowd. They had watched some great mysteries, enjoyed a wonderfully real human moment, and now they were showing their appreciation at our interaction. I looked back around to see Mr. Nichols walking on down the street. I was about to call out to him when he started making a wide circle, so I watched to see what he would do. Meanwhile, I scooped this pile of silver-coated coins over to one side of the table. There really must have been sixty or seventy, at least. I kept an eye on Mr. Nichols because I intended to give him the tips that were rapidly piling up on the table and into the hat. I was going to give him the cash that they were paying for the show that we had just performed. Here's the best part. 
As the crowd was just about dispersed, I looked up to find my new friend standing at my elbow. This had been, this was about 10 minutes later. There had been a, another mini show of just me in the crowd and some other things in the hat. And I was keeping an eye on him, watching him kind of walking around this circle. Uh, but he didn't leave. And when I looked up from putting or counting the, the latest cash from the hat, he was standing right beside me. Before I could say anything, he's like, hey, man, you, uh, you got any spare change? I need to make a phone call. It seems that he had forgotten about his money and about giving it away to me. After a moment of surprise and not quite, not quite knowing what to say, I slid the collection of shiny Jeffersons over to him. You would have thought it was a pile of gold bricks. His face split into a wide grin, and he all but jumped up and down in glee. He stuffed his pockets and exclaimed, Nickels are the best, man. They're pure silver. They're not like dimes, which are like, like little sandwiches with copper in the middle. You can see the copper if you look. But nickels are just exactly what they look like. They're pure all the way through. And he gave a little sermon on the divinity of the little fiver. When the silver was safely in his pocket, he surveyed me and looked at the setup in front of him. So what you doing? My new friend had lost the time altogether. I told him that I had just finished a show, but I was heading out for lunch. So I bought, it. I bought us a couple of NASCAR hot dogs. I've worked for some great, memorable audiences, but I will never forget Mr. Nichols, ever. He not only made my day, he became a part of a very unique, impromptu, magical show. And in a very real way, he guided my path past the day that I first met him. Have you ever stopped to wonder whose life you are changing? If only for a moment. When you speak your words, when you use your gift, when you extend your heart to a stranger, you are changing their life and you are changing your own. Let love be your guide. Let kindness be your religion. I have to remind myself of these words often. If you listen to the story uh, about the street preacher from, uh, from Thanksgiving, um, think of the difference between that guy and this guy. Compare and contrast. The year's been hard on so many different levels and in so many different ways. And uh, not for the first time this year, I've wondered about Scott, about Mr. Nichols. And I hope he's okay. And I hope he finds a reason to laugh today. And I hope the same for you. No matter what, I sincerely hope that there is love where you are. Talk soon.